hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is, as it says on the box, two blokes talking tech. My name being first bloke is Trevor Long. And joining me each and every week from techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. Great to be with you again. So I'm assuming I'm the second bloke then, am I? Is that right? Second bloke, the people's voices in terms of what they're hearing. Obviously, <laughs> obviously there's no priority order here. If we were a Formula One teammates, it'd be equal billing. Yeah, there'd be You'd no be team Sebastian orders. Vettel, and I'd be who would I be there? You'd Mark, be Kimi Raikkonen, or you know. <laughs> so it'd be no team orders. So equals. Yeah, uh, fair enough. It's mate. just that I'm the one. I love how here. you just drew the Formula One analogy straight in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, hang on, hang on. Uh, didn't Souths have co-captains? They did, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I'm just trying to help. You could have thrown there that. There you in. go. <laughs> yes, and one that we won the uh, Auckland Nines, by the way, too. Oh, South Sydney. What a uh, prestigious title! Yeah. <laughs> what a prestigious title. That's amazing. Absolutely. Well, I had, we. I'll digress, but I had a um, an iTunes rating on in the iTunes store, and if you want to go to the iTunes store and rate uh, the podcast, Two Blokes Talking Tech, or my podcast, Your Tech Life, or Stephen's podcast, Tech Guide. Um, you can leave a little you know, note there and tell people what you think. And uh, Gary from Canberra, who's a regular listener to my spot in Canberra with uh, Mark Parton on TCC, said, uh, you know, five stars, great podcast. I'd give the other one five stars, but I'm not a fan of South Sydney. <laughs> so, oh. I don't think he did actually leave a four-star oh, so rating. So he, would, he withheld the five-star review he of took two a, blokes he took, of a, he took a star off because of your bloody South Sydney loyalty. Okay, I'll remember. Where's he from, Canberra? <laughs> He's from Canberra. I'll remember that. I'll remember that when South play Canberra. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We do it all thanks to Netgear, and we've got a big show lined up. Let's talk tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. So we kick it off this week with something that was talked about for, oh, I mean, it's, it's got to be a year since Foxtel talked about doing this. It certainly feels that way. But finally this week, they launched their triple play, as they call it. Now, first and foremost, that's just a confusingly stupid name but um <laughs> never never mind that's just what it's called in the kind of business world it's not i don't think they're advertising it that way are they no, um no. it's really just this is a very interesting way of them joining the bundle world now people would be well familiar that if you've got optus uh cable internet you might get an optus landline phone and an optus mobile and bundle them together the same with telstra and there's this whole thing about you know bundling things and it can even be car insurance you know if you've got two cars you might save 10 percent. and what foxtel realized is in this modern world of television, it isn't just that little cable or the satellite dish bringing you um, television. You're in- enjoying entertainment at home via the internet. So they're now providing broadband internet and home phone bundles along with the, uh, the the Foxtel pay TV service. And look, it's not a it's not a terrible deal. I mean, the deals are great. I guess for me, I just look at it and go, well, you can get bundles with Telstra. Uh, which include Foxtel um, channels, so it, it it kind of seems to me like they they've they've done some market research and maybe they think that X percentage of their audience them their their customers are so loyal that they will sign up, or mm-hmm. that the you know certain percentage of their customers are paying too much for their broadband and they want to help them out. 
Absolutely right. I think that the two motivations here is they want to offer value and they want to simplify things for the customers. Yeah. And that you'll notice that they've got two distinct packages, one for existing Foxtel customers and one for Foxtel new customers, hopefully. So uh, they're not going to ignore either party. So if you're a current Foxtel customer and you want to add it on, you can bolt on these other features. But I think the they realise that their customer base now, with, with the whole introduction of streaming video on demand, even their own services like Foxtel Go through the app, these data-hungry applications, they're realising that people need to have a decent amount of data to enjoy a lot of the services. Now, one, one thing to note here is that if you add, if you do decide to add the broadband to your Foxtel subscription and home phone, uh, any any data service you're using, for example, because you can you can connect your internet to your broadband service to the Foxtel box for on demand. Uh, programming. You can also use Foxtel Go on your on your devices. Uh, you can use Presto, which is another on-demand, very data-hungry service. They are all unmetered because they're all Foxtel services, so that won't count against your monthly download limit. Which and that's critical when you think about um, you know Foxtel Play, for example. Let's say the kids are, are just upstairs and they're on the Wi-Fi and they're just looking through Foxtel Play, watching catch up, or they've got a Presto subscription. You know, you've got to realise that one TV show via Wi-Fi is five hundred to eight. 800 gig, uh, megabytes per hour absolutely and yeah. and that really chews in so so it actually means that if you're an en- if you're a data hungry user because of your entertainment you could actually be on a lower plan and that's, that's where the, that's where the power comes in I, I had a I had an interesting call on the radio today when I was on my 2gb segment today and, and a woman said look I'm really interested in getting um, um, broadband just so that I can enjoy these streaming video these new services yep. and she said I was thinking about getting a two gigabyte a month service and i said look i'm sorry to say the two gigabytes a month you watch two movies and that two gigabytes is gone so i think that that fox foxtel and all isps for that matter really need to educate the customers the mums and dads out there that we talk to on the radio that that read our sites we need to educate the customers and foxtel need to do this as well to say that look Data is now going to be more valuable than ever, more important than ever. So you really need to keep an eye on what you're using. So a lot of people think, yeah, I pay my 10 bucks a month and that's all it's going to cost me. Well, money-wise, that's all it's going to cost you. But you've got to realize that your data allowance per month, uh, if you use that up, you could either get throttled back or pay uh, excess data charges. So I think there needs to be an awareness campaign here and uh, for, for people to understand that uh, that these services do use data uh, yep. and Foxtel are offering this unmetered service, which I think is another, another little uh, add-on, a little tick in the box for, that makes that bit more attractive as well. And look, to be clear, it's, it's Telstra ADSL. So it's, it's pretty yep. good quality. But here's my biggest problem. You know, 3 million homes in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane are passed by what we would notionally call the Foxtel cable, which is you cable. Know, the, the cable, a cable television service. It's why it was installed. And uh, and those homes are most likely getting their Foxtel, if they're subscribers, from that cable. Now, if you're a cable Foxtel subscriber and you choose to get Foxtel's broadband bundles, you get your internet through the phone line, whereas you could and should, in my view, get the internet through the cable because it is a bucket load faster. 
Absolutely. And that's well, that's a disappointment here because Telstra don't wholesale their, their cable internet. And no. importantly, the cable is now under negotiation to be owned by the NBN. Yeah. And it will be later in the year, let alone probably a couple of years, before NBN starts offering uh, cable broadband as part of their packages. So Telstra, Foxtel's got this little gap where they're going to have to wait before they can really supply a bulk of their customers. But perhaps I've just, in my own mind, ticked into exactly why Foxtel's doing this. That's right. Tell, talk about it now. Get established, and then in two years, when the NBN owns um, the, the the cable internet, I, I, there's no reason why I wouldn't just switch to Foxtel for my internet when instead of Big Pond because Foxtel will deliver the NBN. Well, but yeah, now that's true. I think Foxtel, uh, sorry, Telstra at the moment, are obviously protecting their turf. Yeah, they're not just going to hand over cable to Foxtel because Foxtel will get all the customers and Telstra. They'll be lost, although half of Foxtel is Telstra. But I think Telstra has a responsibility to protect their own turf here, and hence why cable is their own domain. Uh, ADSL is what Foxtel customers get. So it will be interesting to see what happens when the NBN comes into play, whether Foxtel can still offer pricing as attractive as what it is now. Though time will tell, I guess. But no, you're right. I, I thought that myself. I'm thinking, well, Cable. If this was cable, there'd be people beating down the door. But there, there are people have to realise that ADSL is your phone line, so it's going to use your phone line for your home phone. We should point out too that you need a phone line uh, or an existing phone line to not only get your data but also to use the phone, obviously. But the unlimited, there is a, a lot of people think are going to may get a bit of bill shock when they realise that on the home phone side of things, it's only for for um, landline calls. So you get unlimited standard local and national calls, but if you make calls to mobile phones, then it's it's going to be an added charge. Yeah. So take it that these prices, and I've listed them all on TechGuide, they are the minimum monthly payments you pay, not the maximum monthly payments you'll pay. Always. And you know what? Let, let's wrap it up with this. My view is that if you are even thinking about it, this is a great time to think about it. It's a great time to look at your data usage. It's a great time to consider your plans. And just, just am I getting the right deal with my current provider? Can I get a better deal? If you just do that, you can at least feel better about the, what you're paying for your internet at home and your, and your home phone. Foxtel, triple play. You can, uh, you can check out their deals just by going to the Foxtel website, and they're very clearly laid out. It's very, very well laid out. And for the full story, go to techguide.com.au. While we're on the subject of Foxtel, I was very pleased to receive some information uh, about Foxtel's upcoming IQ3 set-top box. This has been uh, been a highly anticipated new release from Foxtel, been months uh, that we've known about it, possibly even a year, actually, that we've known about it. But the feature list and uh, it's been pretty thin on the ground, sort of the idea of what the box can actually do. Well, I was lucky enough to come across some information about what we can expect when the IQ3 uh, is released. I'm expecting it to be, uh, the talk was that it could have been released this week, but I think now that the, the Foxtel triple play, which we just spoke yep. about, I think once that gets out the way, in another week or so, you're probably going to hear rumblings of the IQ3, uh, which is going to have a one terabyte hard drive. It's going to have 10 tuners on board would you believe so that what means you can record three programs at the same time and watch a fourth program which would solve a lot of arguments in my house i have to say it's going to have built-in wi-fi as well so you can easily link it to your home broadband network 
and the remote control is going to be uh, going to be connected via Bluetooth so that it can actually work out of the room. It doesn't have to be in the same room as the IQ3 as long as it's within Bluetooth range. And where are the 10 tuners? 10 tuners on board. So I think that the 10, that you, you need more than, well, to, to record three and watch a fourth, you need at least five or six is wow. my understanding. The, the the spec list that I was was given or shown uh, show said uh, that there were ten tuners on board. Whether they're all going to be used at, at at once, whether they're going to be the functionality is going to be rolled out long term, is is unknown. But that is my information. There are ten tuners on this device. It's a lot of tuners. <clears throat> I can't quite it see is. why they need that many. But a lot I of think tuners. The, the kicker John, really more tuners than John West has. I think. <laughs> the kicker but, is uh, the size uh, of the hard drive. Part of this is the fact that the, uh, the the new features are meant to give you better access to your recordings. Now we all know the IQ has got. I mentioned a one terabyte hard drive, and at the moment, if you record things to that hard drive. The only place you can watch them is through that the TV connected to that particular box. Well, my info is that they are planning on linking that that those recordings to the cloud, so that they're going to have a cloud-based version of those recordings that can be accessed from Foxtel Go on on the move or from another box in your home, so that you can watch all your recordings anywhere at any time. Mm. What you'll find that is. Uh, is actually your box acting as the cloud. So yeah. um, instead of the instead of the recordings being pushed up to the cloud, you'll you'll literally be able to stream the recordings that you have from your Foxtel IQ three box to any device anywhere you are wirelessly. And don't forget too, it's because it's connected to your broadband. So it's going to be called oh, almost like a NAS drive where you can access right. it from outside your network. That's exactly right. But it, it, you will have access to the to those recordings, but. Another interesting part of, of the IQ3 is all about not only we've spoken about the recording side and, the, and, the, and all the different tuners and all that sort of thing, but another important part is you discovering new content. And there's a few things in place for that where they're going to have a new section called trending, which will give you at a, at a glance the, the most popular programs right now so that you're thinking, okay, what's, what's hot right now? What's everyone watching? Uh, and you can find that out straight away. Mm. This is another feature that I'm going to like. It's called the channel preview feature. I'm an avid channel surfer. I love surfing the channels, but now with channel preview, you can stay on the channel you're watching and then scroll through the others at the same time. Mm. So you won't have to leave the channel you're watching. So uh, that yeah. may may uh, solve a few arguments in, in your home as well. There's going to be an argument solver in my household. Rather than doing all the sur- surfing and recording, arguing who's going to watch what and record what, mm. it's going to be all done for us. Well, it's uh, it's very interesting. It will be a very popular uh, popular box. So um, so let's wait and see. Uh, we should get announcements soon. Uh, it's yeah, been well pricing, touted. Pricing hasn't been announced yet. I've had like 30,000 emails asking me, what's the cost, son? Tell us the price, son. But uh, the co- costing hasn't been revealed yet. I think what you'll find is if you're an existing customer, the, the box will be a simple upgrade. I don't think it's going to be uh, you know tens of dollars, hundreds of dollars more. Uh, I think it's going to be you're going to sign up for a two-year contract and then, yep, you'll get the new box. So 
Uh, stay tuned for cost when we get it. They want you signed up. They want you on a contract. And if you commit, you'll likely get something from them. So uh, that's the future for Foxtel. Lots of news going to come out of Foxtel over the weeks and probably months ahead. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And it's not long now before the Arlo range of uh, smart cameras come out from Netgear, our good friends and sponsors at Netgear. And you can check them out at arlo.com. The, um, the Arlo range of cameras are the world's first and only 100% wire-free, high-definition, weatherproof security camera. It's a lot of words, but what it means is you've got this tiny little device which can sit anywhere. It just clips magnetically to, to a, a mounting point which has no wires, no wires running back to power, no wires running back to your internet. It's all built into the device. And using a, a, an Australian-based cloud service, you can be on your tablet, your smartphone, and you can view recordings that have been made by any of your cameras when they detect motion uh, or at certain times in high definition. Uh, night vision, weatherproofed, motion alerts, all uploaded to the cloud. Very easy to set up. Just a click of a couple of buttons. This is an exciting thing uh, coming from Netgear. It's called Arlo, A-R-L-O, and you can check it out at netgear.com.au. Well, interesting story I read this week at a little website called techguide.com.au and uh, looking at the, uh, the the growth of digital downloads. Now, you know, we all know that, that the ability to stream a movie, download a movie, buy a movie over iTunes or any other of the many, many movie services out there is on the rise. But I guess what's really interesting in the in the survey and the stats that you uh, were able to get access to, Stephen, you've published at techguide.com, that you are, you know, the digital sales have increased by 11% last year, while the uh, physical decreased by 10. So hopefully that means that there's there's a little bit of back and forward and, and coverage going on for the for the industry. Uh, 10% decline on the bigger end doesn't actually get um, overwhelmed by the 11% increase at the smaller end, but still, it's good to see. Uh, it on the rise when uh, when people aren't buying Blu-rays. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, it's it's the, the the size of the industry has actually grown. So that the it's it's a billion dollar plus market annually. Uh, and 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 even though Blu-ray and DVD did dip slightly by ten percent, it still reached nine hundred and more than nine hundred and fifty-one million dollars in Australia alone. Mm. So the industry is still healthy. Uh, and now with the introduction of this streaming video on demand service that we've already spoken about, digital sales, which include rentals, streams, uh, and, 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 and actual downloads, uh, are obviously going to increase and, and is the reason why you'd be hard-pressed to find a video store nowadays is the ease of access to content is just everywhere, no matter whether you've got a service, whether you're on Foxtel, whether you've got a T-Hub, whether you've got Xbox, yeah. PlayStation, you can access this content from anywhere. But I have to say I'm a big fan of physical media. I'm a big fan of having the disc, having the Blu-ray, because I still think that the quality for, for cinephiles like myself, I'm a, I'm a big fan of movies and very fussy about my picture quality and the whole experience. I still think, obviously, Blu-ray is still going to have a, a role to play here for that for that for uh, these customers like myself. And then when you think about it, 4K has still got to come into the picture. And mm. although primarily in the early time, early on, we're going to see 4K streaming well before we're going to see 4K for physical formats, uh, I think that that, again... That could be another revival for the physical media when, if and when they do get it on a disc. So, 
the industry is really healthy. I think that, that we were avid movie viewers and, and movie buyers. I think compared to the U.S., we actually buy more movies on DVD than, than per capita than the U.S. does. Um, and another thing I found interesting, too, with that information was the uh, the top 20 uh, highest-selling movies uh, in uh, f- for home entertainment. And no doubt, at the top of the list, mate, you've probably seen, with young children, you've probably Let seen the go. number one movie a Let few times. Go. Is that right? It's a great song. It's a great movie. Frozen, we're talking about. Well, you see, was that an attempt at singing yeah, Let It Go, it was, was it? Yeah, well, hang on. Let me give you the second one. The second best, the second top movie. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Jeez, you've watched that a few times. Oh, well, well, you know, you've got to remember my is, kids uh, are very I don't young. I can sing anything out of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, Hunger Games. What's the song from that one? I mean, it's, if no it doesn't idea. have a catchy no tune, in, zero interest. Uh, Game oh. of Thrones season three. I'm a big fan. Guardians of the Galaxy number six. I think is a great movie. Hmm. Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, average. Gravity number never eight. Saw that. that was a great mm-hmm. film. Great film. And there's a lot of chill, a lot of kids movies in there. Eh? There's, there's planes. There's um, How to Train Your Dragon two. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, here's another kids' movie, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, no, maybe not. Ah, not quite. <laughs> Turbo, that's a kids' movie. Game of Thrones Season 2 even made the list. Yeah. So, yeah, that full list is at Tech Guide if anyone wants to uh, check it out. It's all there from JFK Data. You can read the full stats at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Before I talk about ebooks, Trevor, I just want to mention really quickly uh, when we were talking about the Foxtel uh, triple play, mm-hmm. there was there is actually a Foxtel hub that's included, so it's like a mo- wireless modem that's in, in the package. Yeah, it's essentially that is actually manufactured by Netgear. I thought we'd just give uh, give well, that a mention. Very good to before know. Before we moved on, that's good to know. It's uh, basically the router that comes for your uh, for your Foxtel broadband, and it's uh, it's it's customized so that it's, it's literally just plug and play, easy to use for for yep. connection with all your devices. Yep, so good on Netgear for getting involved there. Good choice, Foxtel. Uh, yeah, so on to e-books. Now, we just spoke about digital movies, uh, and now we're going to talk about e-books, which is another form of digital content that is on the rise in Australia. But that trend is actually against what's happening around the world. Uh, there were reports coming out of the UK that, that sort of saw the conclusion was that the e-book had had its day and it wasn't going to grow. It was just going to stay where it was. Now, Australian readers, uh, we found through Roy Morgan Research, are actually reading more e-books. So across all age groups, uh, we're seeing, you know, it's only single-digit percentage growth, but still growth. And one interesting thing I took out of it was that some of the biggest growth that we've seen in, in e-books are with customers 65 and older who are adopting the new technology. They're obviously avid readers. But adopting the new technology, so the growth in ebooks among 65-year-olds is greater than the growth of ebooks for those younger audiences who have grown up in the, the in the digital age. So, uh, good on the older readers who want to keep up with the ebooks. Yeah, and it, I think it's a it's a trend there because, mate, the older readers are the people that are reading probably more books than anyone. And it's yeah. very easy for them, you know. The ebooks are actually a very, very easy thing to do. There's not a lot of learning involved. Even the buying and downloading is very easy once it's set up. And I think that's one of those things. You know, you're at a, 
you're at a bridge night or uh, you're on a cruise or you're uh, out um, grey nomading, I'm being really, um, really terrible <laughs> there, but you, you, you learn from your friends and you think about it. If you're, if Absolutely. we were sitting there camping in the, in the outback, mate, after grey nomading, we'd be, I'd be going, mate, what's this e-book thing you're going on? And you'd show me you've got a thousand books in your hand and I'm like, I've brought two books with me. Yeah. Well, it's great for travellers too. Like anyone who hasn't got That's an it. e-book, uh, yeah. If you if you travel a lot, like rather than having to pick out six books to take on a long holiday and pack them in your suitcase, like you can fit three thousand books on, on an e-reader. So, uh, obviously, older customers. I mentioned sixty-five and older. Then no doubt, there's a lot of retirees out there with a lot of time on their hands. Who've got time to read, and good luck to them. Um, but I'm a, I love reading. I, I I try to get through you know a couple of books a month. I really I, I deliberately find the time to read. I really enjoy it. And ebooks makes it so convenient. Uh, where you know you can be anywhere. You can read them on your phone, on your tablet, on, on an actual e-reader itself. You know we've spoken about e-readers. You can take in the bath, in the shower, in the pool. So there's no limit to where you can read thanks to ebooks. And good to see that Aussies are keeping that literacy level up. There we're still reading. We're, we're buying uh, more digital books, more e-books than other countries in the world. Rock and roll. Uh, check out the stats and the data at techguide.com.au. Kogan just doesn't have enough money. I mean, Rosalind Kogan is struggling. He's uh, he, he's on the on the streets. You know, he's got his little cardboard sign out saying, "I'm struggling." He's not really. He's doing very well, and now he's decided to take on bloody Coles and Woolworths. I mean, the bloke's got rocks in his head, but all power to him. I say he launched a thing via a current affair the other night called uh, Kogan Pantry. And, you know, the perfect target market to launch it really that way because people um, of of Australia are looking always to save money on their groceries because it's the one thing you're constantly spending on. Now, I don't suggest that you're going to get your apples and bananas delivered by Kogan Pantry, but the idea here is that there's a bunch of stuff that you could buy um, that can be shipped, just like your, uh, your, you know, your online shopping with Coles and Woolworths. And he's got a capped delivery rate of nine ninety nine after you spend a certain amount, and it's just you do your best and knock yourself out. It it's basically exactly his model with televisions, except he's selling normal brand products. You can buy a Heinz Big Red Tomato Sauce for uh, f- what fifty cents, and it's like three to five dollars at Coles and Woolworths. So it's a very interesting strategy for him to literally turn Kogan dot com into everything shopping. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, well, he's he's kind of taking the the cookie-cutter approach here where he's he's seen a model that worked with electronics, uh, tried and tested, direct, online only. He's seen the results. He's not wasn't afraid to take on the big boys. So in electronics, he was taking on your Harvey Normans and Dick Smiths and JB Hi-Fi's and even other brands like Samsung and LG. So here he, he sees, he's probably sat back and thought, right, what else can I disrupt here? And he's had a look at Coles and Woolies, which are the two giants of, of the supermarket world. And he's noticed that, uh, obviously, he's done his homework and noticed that they, they do have some of the highest profit margins of any supermarket chains in the world. Mm. So he's thinking, well, hello, uh, it's time to get amongst that. Uh, and he's done just that and launched more than 600 products. So, uh, and, and what I really, what, what was really uh, impressive was the fact that they did a comparison. They had a sample basket of 20 popular grocery items. Uh, so, and then these aren't just no frills, you know, just just generic brands. We're talking like your Palm Olives and Colgates and all these big brands, hmm. and put them against Coles and Woolworths yep. with a saving of up to sixty percent on your basket. So. 
that's pretty compelling when you know that this company like Kogan and Rosalind Kogan is obviously leading leading the company there, really putting the blowtorch now on Coles and Woolworths to deliver uh, better value to the customers. And here's how I mean, I look at it. Look at Aldi for example. I, I I can't stand Aldi because it's not a normal shop to me. It doesn't have my brands, the things I want to buy. But geez, they can save some money if you're just looking for shampoo yep. or you're just looking for a block of chocolate. It doesn't have to be Cadbury, etc. Now, I've just gone to the Kogan Pantry. He's selling Kit Kats for one cent. One cent, yeah. So I thought that was a typo. But so uh, did I. I. I did check it on the website. Now, that... You're going to be filling a basket up just full of Kit mate, Kats, aren't you, mate? You are... Absolutely spot on, but then, <laughs> but then you know, I, I look like finished dishwasher tablets. We, we we buy them all the bloody time, and instead of paying sixty bucks, I can pay seventeen. I don't. Ex- I actually think this is a, like a Costco model. You know, we we love Costco. We go there now and then to just buy a bunch of stuff. It's it's absolutely amazing because, and again, I'm going to be stupid here, but easy off bam, right? That's something that we buy now and then, but it's a dollar instead of six dollars. Well, I'm just going to buy four yeah. of them and just keep absolutely. them in the in the, in the cupboard. Um, that's the that's the thing. I'm not buying my weekly kind of wheat bix and stuff. I'm buying all the stuff that you buy pretty regularly. Uh, it's 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 kind of the Costco model, but online. I think he's, I think he could have actually nailed it here. I might give this a try over the next couple of weeks. Kind of order yeah. the, order some of those basics, see how long it takes to arrive, and so a few different 1, things like that. One thousand Kit Kats for Trevor Long, please. Oh, mate. 10,000. Uh, well, but I think though, you, you, now let's cast our mind back to another industry he tried to crack and, and mm. is one of the rare fails was the uh, the mobile phone, st- the mobile phone market. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was obviously things that were at play there that, that didn't didn't favour him and Telstra was doing all kinds of things. But you just got to wonder the supply chains here that are obviously Coles and Woolworths are just giants. Can he keep this up? I hope he can. I hope he's got all these 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 deals down down setting concretes that he can still offer these these kinds of prices to customers because mm. I don't think Coles and Woolies are the sort of companies that just lie down. They're going no. to be coming back. I think they want to sort of retain their their level of uh, customer loyalty here. Very very interesting. I'm going to give it a try and I shall report back. Two blokes talking tech. Check out Kogan Pantry. The story is at techguide.com.au and the website is kogan.com. Now, there have been plenty of people buying 4K TVs and Ultra HD TVs and having all these pixels at their disposal, but complaining about the fact that there's just no content that can showcase that excellent high-resolution screen. Well, Panasonic are going to help you do something about that uh, by releasing two consumer camcorders that can shoot your own 4K video. Now, Panasonic, uh, very well known. They've got a bit of a legacy in the camera space with their Lumix cameras, very high quality lenses, uh, great technology on board. And they've released two 4K consumer camcorders, the WX970 and the VX870. Pretty affordable. Uh, the, I think the uh, the 970 is uh, 1349 and the 870 is 999 which is, I think, uh, w- when you think about the price of a camcorder two or three years ago, you were probably paying more for that for a full HD camcorder, and now you're getting a camcorder that record four times the resolution of HD. I think that everyone, their home movie is going to be in a better quality than ever. This, to me, goes to the, the my... my... Uh, favor around Sony launching that you know lower cost um, 4K camcorder at CES. I'm I'm 
stoked that this is happening because it means people with 4K TVs can actually start filling it with content of their own while we wait for the uh, kind of bandwidth to catch up uh, online and, uh, and other places. So great stuff from Panasonic. You can check them out at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Finnick. And minute review time, mate. Uh, kick it off with the Strive, which uh, I've got here in the office and um, it looks very interesting. It is, yeah. This is, uh, you know, fitness bands, activity bands are everywhere. Uh, and this is a, a, a little device that actually stands out from the crowd. I think it's a, it's a good, well-priced device. Uh, you know, it does all your normal things like collecting your steps, your quality of sleep, your calories burned, distance covered. Uh, comes with uh, three different colored bands. So rather than you having to re- decide on a color when you're buying it in the store, you actually get three, a blue, black, and red that's interchangeable. Uh, but the, 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 like every other activity band, I think they're only as good as the app that goes with it. And the good news is that the Strive Fusion app is excellent. It, it does give you a really easy-to-read view of all your stats in real time. You can challenge your friends, set yourself goals, even use other apps with the Strive Fusion as well. But it also gives you some smartwatch capability as well. So if you're receiving a call or, or receiving a text, you do get a little notification on your wrist as well. Uh, you can control your music with the two. I was a little frustrated by that because it does take a few keystrokes. Once it goes to sleep, you've got to go right in, back mm. into the menu system to control your music. By the end of it, I just was using controlling my music on my actual smartphone anyway. Yeah. Um, the screen was sometimes a little non-responsive. did take took a few taps to get it to wake up sometimes but apart from that that's definitely not a deal breaker i think this is a a great little activity band priced reasonably to 149 bucks so you're getting an activity band you're also getting part smartwatch it tells the time so you don't have to wear a watch as well uh worth a try strive fusion 149 dollars. check it out techguide.com.au two blokes talking tech you're listening to two blokes talking tech with trevor long and stephen fennick what's this keyboard you crazy man this is called the Text Blade. Now, this was something that uh, I think came out of Kickstarter, I think, but it is for sale now. And it is a keyboard that folds down to a third of the size of an iPhone 6. Now, the, the people behind this company thought, well, the, the, the behind this product said, people, the dominant device we have on us is our smartphones, followed by our tablets. But the typing experience on these devices yeah, it is, isn't the best. So what they decided to do is create a keyboard that can give you the look and feel of an actual full-size keyboard that has, doesn't have to be carried around in a case that makes your, uh, your device bigger or an actual mm. phys- physical Bluetooth keyboard that just is another thing you've got to carry around. They've very intelligently created this device that when it unfolds, and it's all these magnets in place, so it magnetically folds and magnetically unfolds as well, uh, you've got a full-size keyboard at your fingertips. Uses multi-touch on eight keys. So I managed to fit a full keyboard in eight keys. And by having multi-touch, it knows what part of the key you're striking. And like like uh, predictive text, can work out what you're trying to say. I've written about this on Tech Guide, and I've included a video that claims to be real-time typing. You see the guy typing, uh, touch typing really quickly, really accurately. When it's unfolded, it's less than half the thickness, has half the depth of an iPhone 6, 
and then when you fold it up again, can easily fit back in your pocket. It's mm. one of those products, I think, when you see the video, you're going to want one. Uh, I've got one coming my way, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, actually trying it out for myself because that's one thing that stopped me doing writing out longer emails and longer documents on my phone and my tablet is that I don't have a keyboard underneath my fingers. So this may solve that problem for me. The, uh, the text blade is available through their waytools.com site. I've got a link at Tech Guide for US dollars, 99. So 99 US dollars. Check it out, techguide.com.au. And that's a wrap. Check uh, all the stories out at techguide.com.au and probably none of them because I haven't really done any work at eftm.com.au. <laughs> Follow us uh, both on Twitter at Trevor Long and uh, at Stephen Fennick with a PH. And uh, if you want to ch- mention something or have a chat about anything in the show, the Ziggy Zaggy hashtag and to the people that... Um, uh, the best one, in fact, uh, came on Facebook. And uh, we, to be honest, we don't really use the Facebook page. I'm honest. I just kind of get get distracted. But there was a very good <laughs> comment, which I may struggle to find here while I while I um, uh, jibber through this. But a bloke called Bruce Bromley uh, left a uh, left a, a link on the te- on the Two Blokes Talking Tech um, Facebook page to a story about. You might have seen it. A couple um, were caught uh, going at it, as we might say, in a uh, in an in office the, in, news, in Christchurch. Yeah, That's right. I'm all over. It. And uh, and his comment was, "I have not had such a good laugh from Two Blokes Talking uh, uh, Apple." podcast in he's two blokes talking apple podcast in a long time as for early withdrawals uh, and he's linked to that uh, that story and there's uh-huh. a couple there's a couple other great tweets on the ziggy zaggy so thank you uh, for your for your tweets and uh, always get in touch at ziggy zaggy at trevor long at stephen fennick we'll be back again next week stephen i may see you between now and then i we just never know we have such busy schedules uh, talk to you then mate yes you will thanks mate Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.